monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm sunburned. Yeah. A little sunburned today. A little sun. Good. How's got, it feel? Oh, I got the guns out. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out. You know how I do. No. Yep. No, that's not how you do. That's how I do. Check it. I'm flexing. She's looking at the bicep. She's into it. Ugh. Joey. Kiss the muscle. No. I'll kiss the muscle. Uh, yeah, so I'm good. Got a bit of sun, so it's great. Um, the, the world continues to turn, and we continue to exist in it, and we continue to watch movies. And we continue to be in our bubble. In a bubble. In pandemic. Pandemic bubble. <laughs> over a year now. Pandouble. Yes. Well over a year now. Yep. That's fine. We'll carry on. Year Let's keep of watching homeschooling. Stuff. We both got vaccines. Yes, the first round of vaccines. Right on. That's Ooh-hoo. cool. That's we fun. both have health conditions. Yeah, we do. Uh, oh no, he has health problems. What's that from? The Big Lebowski. What do you mean? Ugh. I just I can't with you. You right can't now. with me what? Continue. Continue with my book report. Well, actually, this time around, it was your turn to pick a movie. Yes. And you. Pulled a Joey and picked some artsy fartsy. Uh, I did. Some artsy fartsy uh, foreign stuff. Although it turns out that it's actually not that foreign at all. It was shot in Southern California by an American-born woman. But hey. But they're classifying it as a Iranian. Uh, well, the, I mean, the, it's all the dialogue is in Persian, um, so it supposedly takes place in a, in a fictional city in Iran. Unless it's an actual city in Iran, but I don't think so. Anyway. It's called Bad City. That's the name of the city. What's the name of the movie? Yeah, the movie's A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Directed by Anna Lily Amirpour. So, yeah, written and directed. Let's, uh... Can we just talk about the movie poster first? It's... It's good. So simple, but it's it's so effective because it's not just a picture from the movie. It's, like, actually... Are been made by an artist. It's just got a red background <laughs> with her silhouette of what she always wears with red lips. It's just I yeah, love, it's like I love a it's like a black silhouette of a woman in a hijab, but you can see like just these like sh- white shadows where her eyes and brow are, and then some red lips, and then the title of the movie on the black. Yeah, background. it's really it's, simple but super effective. I really love it. It's graphically really strong. It's a very cool movie poster. Uh, and now we go to our annual thing where we go, do I play the trailer? Even though it's probably in yes, Persian? Yes, you do. Okay. The trailer is what, the sounds and everything, really, just so good. <laughs> play the trailer, Joy. Hit it. You go, yes, you got it. Man, I'm 
طوفان می آمد بیرون طوفان خیلی شدید از پشت اون کوه ها چیزی عوض می شود girl walks home alone at night um i didn't take detailed notes about the plot a it's hard to do that when you're watching a subtitled movie you're trying to read it yeah and i wasn't gonna watch it twice because i'm a look if somebody wants to sponsor this podcast and give us money then sure i'll watch each movie twice but until then fuck off I wouldn't say these are like deep dives i would also say that this movie doesn't have a lot of plot that's fair but what little plot there is, I will describe to you. Once again, I credit where credit is due. I am taking this plot synopsis from the Wikipedia article. That's right. Tune into our podcast to hear me read Wikipedia to you. That's what, what people like. <laughs> yeah. People love Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. So it's about a hardworking Iranian man named Arash who lives in Bad City and takes care of his heroin-addicted father, Hossein. Uh, they are harassed by a cruel drug-dealing pimp named Saeed. Who has, like, a tattoo that just says sex. Across his throat. On his throat. And I was like, fuck, am I ever glad I didn't get that same tattoo? I would have been so embarrassed. So embarrassed. But it wasn't even, like, a cool font. It just was, like, if someone had just written with a pen, sex. It wasn't great. I always thought it would be funny if I could get, like, a big tattoo across my chest that just said bullshit on it. I would not think that's just funny. Just bullshit. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why did this guy get sex on his neck? Because he's a pimp. Well, that's fair. This is he's a bad guy. Anyway, he's, he steals Arash's car because uh, Hossein owes him a bunch of money for heroin. Uh, and and it's it, a cool car. It's like a cool classic car that this kid comments on. Remember the kid asks Yeah, the Arash, first five minutes are outstanding. Yeah, the, he, this kid asks Arash for money. He says no. And he's like, well, you got to cook that car. You, you got to give me some money. And he's like... You know how long I work for this car? And he says he worked like for like ten years. Yeah, he to makes this big it. fuss about his cool muscle car that he saved that he stands for. in front of in his cool black and white cinematography and like, like shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, like the first five minutes of this movie are, are somebody who watched a bunch of Jim Jarmusch movies and was like, I want to make a movie that looks cool like that. It does look cool. And the black and white is stunning in this. We will movie. discuss the visuals as soon as I finish with the plot. Continue. Um, Arash steals a pair of diamond earrings from a wealthy young woman he works for named Shida. This doesn't matter. It doesn't ever come back. Yeah, it does. The earrings? Not really. Yeah, they... Kind of. He gives them to the girl, but who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> then he meets a woman in a Shador at night. Oh, so it wasn't a hajib. I'm an idiot. It's a Shador. Sorry. I'm sorry. I need. See, this is. Sponsor the podcast so I can be less of a dumbass. Uh, she persuades Saeed to take her back to his apartment. Uh, and then she grows fangs and bites off his finger. And then kills him and drinks his blood. You know. It's cool. Oh yeah, that's why he stole the earrings. Because Arash goes to trade the earrings for his car. You know, because he's a dumbass. Right. Yeah, I'll take your fucking earrings in exchange for your rad muscle car. You stupid simp. Uh, he finds him, he's dead, takes his keys back, and he takes a suitcase of drugs and cash. He decides to sell the drugs, which allows him to quit working for Shada. And then he goes to a hot costume party dressed up as Dracula. He takes some ecstasy, 
and he ends up lost on the street. <laughs> where like he staring at a lamppost yeah, for a where while. Where he meets the girl, the titular girl, who is skateboarding. Um, she also like um, at one point is this the part where she like randomly murders the homeless guy? I don't know. Anyway, Doesn't she kills a homeless guy at one point. Um, he shows vulnerability and compassion. She takes him home. They listen to music. She doesn't kill him. Uh, they meet again. He pierces her ears with a safety pin, as you do. And then with the earrings that he... Yeah, he, he gives her the earrings. Stole. There's also a prostitute named Ati who's in this movie. She gets followed by the woman. Um, she gives Ati the payment side odor. Oh, I don't remember her stealing... I don't remember that they actually stole... That she gave money to her, but it doesn't really matter. Again, the plot of this movie doesn't matter at all. There's, like, no actual story, really. There's little bits and pieces here. Uh, Hossein's having heroin withdrawal. He thinks the cat is his dead wife. Arash gets mad and throws him out, gives him drugs and money, throws and tells him, him to out. take the cat with him. And I was just like, you... Like, fine. If you, look, if you're going to throw him out, fine. Throw him out. And you gave him some money, okay. Why did you give him a bunch of heroin, you stupid asshole? Don't act sad when he shows up dead. Fucking yeah. stupid idiot. I hated this guy. I hated the main character of this movie. Yeah. Arash sucked. He wasn't a likable character. He wasn't likable. He wasn't interesting. He was boring and stupid. The movie was alright, but he sucked. Uh, found the woman. The woman kills Hossein. Oh yeah, because um, Hossein goes to Adi and makes her take heroin with him. Then the girl shows up, kills Hossein. They hide the body. Or they dispose of the body, by which I mean they like drop it in an alley. And then Adi tells... And takes the cat her to take the cat with her she doesn't want the cat so arash finds hussein's body he's worried he decides that they need to run away i don't know why he decides that he just, I mean, he just wants to leave so she's gonna go with him he's gathering she's gathering up stuff the cat shows up and arash realizes that he had, she had something to do with the father's death and then they drive off together and uh that's the end of the movie there's like a part where he pulls over and he's obviously like upset and he's trying to decide what to do and she's just like well i guess we'll see how this goes and then he gets back in the car and they drive off Right. Yeah. So that is the plot, such as it is. This movie, if you're watching this for the story, you're going to be disappointed because there isn't one. And, and, and if what you're is watching there isn't it good. for character development, you'll be disappointed. There's only one good character in this movie, and it's the girl. And, and even she has a bunch of stuff where you're just like... She's a, there's like two character traits to her, pretty yeah. much. Like, I read that, this, that she's based on like the man-with-no-name type characters who would show up in spaghetti westerns like Clint Eastwood in the Dollars Trilogy. And I'm like... Okay, I can see academically how you would claim that. It did have You're a wrong. spaghetti western feel in parts of it. It was trying really hard to. Yeah. I think it failed utterly in every moment it tried to be a spaghetti western. I didn't think that. I thought oh. it was an interesting take on a like a vampire yes, story. Yes, that's true. There was one in particular sequence where they play a song. I forget the name of the song now. I looked it up because I actually liked the song. But it was like very, very clearly like a spaghetti western type song. Like it sounded a lot like La Reina from the movie The Arena, the Neil Morricone score. It also score. had like a Kill Bill feel to it. Well, yeah. But see, the Kill Bill is an example of somebody actually doing a good job of spaghetti western tropes. Uh, this was not. Yeah. But anyway, the point is visually it's black and white. Um... It the was, cinematography is mostly excellent. I really love like every frame, like every frame of painting. I can the composition is very good. YouTube thing, but yeah, the composition's really good. It's they're very dynamic shots. They're very interesting to look at. 
for the most part, yes. Like, I do think that the, most of the cinematography is very clear. There's very, very long shots, which I like. You yeah. know, really long, lingering, slow-moving shots. With really great music over top. Like, I just really yeah, love the like, soundtrack. The individual, like, the mise-en-scene of it, each individual, like, shot is really, really cool. With one exception that just, like, fucking annihilated me watching this movie. Yeah, it didn't bother me oh, at all. fuck. <laughs> Every single shot has friggin' lens flare in it. It's the most egregious, bad lens flare so, since a fucking J.J. Abrams movie. What? At what point did you point that out to me in the movie? I told you in the first five minutes that there was something about yeah, it that was driving me nuts. Yeah, but then you didn't... Then what point did you see It was like it an lens? hour in after And that. I didn't even notice oh. it, so obviously it wasn't that big a deal. How could you... Well, no, that, 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 how's that obvious? It's because you didn't notice or be bothered by a thing that ruined it for me. I just didn't even notice it, to be honest. Okay, but maybe that just means that you don't pay attention to cinematography, and I do. Doesn't I, mean that I it's obviously, obviously not a problem. I just thought I do. Pointed you out obviously don't, did. because you didn't notice it. I, I noticed other things. And then after you noticed it, you could you saw that I was right, that it was in every shot. Yeah, but it didn't bother me. It was fine. It added nothing, and it detracted a lot. It I was didn't. so bad. I didn't agree with that. It was like, this person just learned how to use this camera. I do agree with you about what you said. Every shot has um, the foreground is in focus, the background is out of focus, and mm -hmm. then it shifts the focus. You do a ton of those when zoom shifts. When yeah. they're talking. And I, li I liked it. I thought in a lot of scenes it was really effective. But yeah, you're right. It was overdone. And I then like it loses that technique. Its effect. Yeah. It loses exactly. its uh, attention or intention. So I, I always liked that technique where I'm you um, you just shift the focus rather than cut to a new shot, which is a neat thing, but like like you say, sh they used it over and over and over again to the point where it was just like, okay, this is the part of this scene where they're going to shift. Yeah, there it is. Okay. But the parts when it was intentionally out of focus with her in the, how do you say, ch Chador? I don't know how you pronounce it, but it says ch Chador, yeah. Um, and she's out of focus. It's really effective. She looks... She's beautiful up close, but when she's out of focus in the dark and mm -hmm. just her white face, she's really creepy looking. They do a really good job of making her scary and intimidating. And she's like this slight little woman. Like, she's beautiful. Yeah, apparently a lot of that kind of stuff was based on a lot of... Um, spe specifically Nosferatu. The F.W. Bernal, German Expressionist, silent film, The Vampire. We've done it on yeah. this podcast. And I can totally see that, yeah. Yeah. But the use of shadows and minimal dialogue and all that. Um, and the whole, like, her skateboarding thing, I think it added an element of humor to this that mm -hmm. was an interesting layer, I thought, to her character. To me, it kind of felt like the filmmaker probably liked skateboarding and so wanted to put skateboarding in her movie. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. Like it's fine. Like, she's just this cool, like, kind of teen girl, or young yeah. girl, woman, like, who listens, she's got music posters all over her walls, and listens to records, and, and, um, yeah. skateboards, it's just, like, she's this really relatable person. So, ironically, I think, based on the things we have just said about this movie, you're probably sitting at home thinking, so Nicole liked this movie and Joey didn't. <laughs> but in actual fact, Joey liked this movie and Nicole didn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh... I, I, it's it's definitely a qualified recommendation for me. It's like, so funny because I think it's like so our personalities where I'm just I always focus on the positive things and yeah, and things I, I like. like to focus on the negatives. And, and even though I did not like this movie, there was a lot of good aspects to it. The plot was it was boring. I know you, you <laughs> like you like deliberately paced movies. I didn't find it boring. And and 
artsy films and I, I don't know if it's because I went to art college and had to be subjected to films like this a lot where people dissected them and were so fucking up their own ass about it I just wanted to it just makes me so angry. I find that so reductive and dismissive when it you is, say someone is up their own ass about it. Just because somebody like likes it, to think about and analyze a piece of art does not make them up their own ass, you snob. You're a reverse snob. I know. You just say, I no. like reality TV. Joey, if you went to art school with the people I yeah, went with... I didn't go to art school on purpose. You would feel the same it's, as me. I mean, like, also, I had no artistic ability, but it's not like... I couldn't have gone to some kind of art school. They'll let anybody in. I, I'm just saying, if you went and experienced these group of people, you would just... No, I met the people you went to art school with. I get it. I know. Oh, that's so angry. I know. Anyway, the, there's a scene in this movie that I thought... I was like... I saw this scene and I was like, oh, fuck. This is, this is fucking cocaine for Joey. He just Which loves one? it. When it's the woman dancing with the balloon... I, yeah, I actually really like that. I was like, that this, character. This is such bullshit. There's this, this one is, character this is crack for Joey. that it cuts to like two or three times throughout the movie, and she's just like walking around dancing with the balloon. And like, uh, what was her name? I don't even know. She's not even listed in the Wikipedia article, I don't think. But she is. She's in like two or three scenes, and I thought she was awesome. I uh, I forget. Uh, I don't remember. Like, she had nothing to do with anything. But every once in a while, I would cut to her, and she was, like, dancing. She had a balloon. I was like, yeah, this looks great. I, I like this part. Part of the More reason of I'm so turned off of, like, art films You like David general. Lynch movies. Yeah, you I know. You make yourself sound like such a Philistine, but you've watched... But, I mean, in general. Because, do you remember when... Uh, we first went to, I was first going to the Alberta College of Art and Design and I had to go to art galleries and you came with me and there was that fucking film and it was like this is my soup and this is the moon it was a I've cut, been saying it, was it a, forever yeah it was like a cut of someone's like soup picture of a bowl and then, of soup and then it would cut to a moon and it'd be like this is my soup and this is the moon and this is my soup and this is the moon and I was like I just want to kill myself I know you do but like uh, allow me to retort we saw that close to 20 years ago and we're still talking about this is my soup and this is the moon that's like entered our personal lexicon of like dopey student film and like i cannot with a straight face say that i don't like that stupid thing we saw because it brought us so much joy no but it, yeah now it does because we make but, fun of it yes, but in but that the, moment i was like i don't belong here i mean look we walked in out of context it was like an installation thing on a screen on a wall we didn't see it in context or in order or anything like that it probably was still dopey i was like, I, but, I like, don't belong in the art scene. Weird things are happening but inside. this was, like, I very just... different... That wasn't even, like, well shot. It was just, like, a <laughs> handy cam of a bowl of soup and then the moon. But, <laughs> look, that's not the point. The point is, this movie was nothing like that. But it just made me think of that. Of why... I'm trying to think of why I don't like art films. It's not... you Because you do like art films. You just didn't like this art film because you weren't engaged with the story. You are more just, interested in story than you are with technique. I just like... In general, See, art films make me feel no, weird. No, that isn't I true. I really think, Nicole, that, that what you should be taking away from this is that you didn't like this one. You do like art films, some, but you are more interested in story and narrative than you are in technique. Yeah, some some are fine. That's a much less reductive and like insulting way to describe what you didn't like about this movie. I think I described it fine. No, you didn't. Yeah, this is my opinion. Your opinion is that you don't like dopey, up-their-own-ass art movies and people who are up-their-own-ass about movies. Yeah. So what you're basically saying is that you don't like your husband. <laughs> Fuck me. This That really turned into like a... a 
an no! intense attack on me personally. No, it's not an attack on it you. It sure is. You're you're up here on us in a mm. in a good way. I'm not. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say like you said earlier that like you didn't like this movie, but you focusing on all these positive things. Whereas I did like this movie, and I'm just focusing on all these negative things. That's that is a very good way of summing up our two personalities. Yes. Um. But yeah. So like again, I didn't love this movie. I would say this is a a movie that I liked that has a lot of stuff wrong with it. Whereas you would say this is a movie you didn't like that had a lot of stuff right with it. Yeah. It's a very glass half full kind of wishy washy. Uh, don't want to offend anybody. No, no. And then you offended everybody. That was me. <laughs> No, that's I you. Don't want that's to you to a T. I don't want to say anything that might hurt someone's feelings unless it's my husband, in which case I want to say it as many times and as loud as possible. Okay, well that's a bit true, but no, I actually am this positive person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't stand you. <laughs> anyway, so, I liked the dad, the father. I thought his acting was really good. The acting and, was good, and like his whole like, going through withdrawal made me uncomfortable because it looked so real. I thought I I didn't I didn't I don't disagree but I was so uninterested in any of the characters yeah. except for the girl and she even she like they would do stuff like oh all of a sudden now she's just like at first she was like this avenging angel right she's only killing the shitty people and like yeah and then they just randomly had a sequence where she's like oh there's a homeless guy well fuck you homeless guy and I'm like well what the fuck why did you kill him surely to God there's another bad person around you could have killed instead yeah. And, like, she does that whole scene where she, like, goes to scare this little kid straight, right? So she's like, hey, you're she hanging around here. Part. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? She's like, she scares the crap out of him says, like, if you're not good, I'm watching you forever. Traumatizes this kid for the rest of his life and rips off his skateboard. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. So, like, it was hard to root for anyone in this movie. But, again, it wasn't really about that. It was just about looking at stuff. And with the exception of the Spaghetti Western, like, the really on-the-nose musical cue, the Spaghetti Western musical cue... The music is used very well. But that one song really bugged me because I was like, this is, it sounded even like a specific song that's in La Reina, which is a movie that Ennio Morricone did this war for. And that song is used in Kill Bill Volume 2 when she's punching out of the, um, right. the box and climbing up through the dirt. It yeah. sounded just like that song. It and it's yes, like, yeah. I get that you wanted to do like a spaghetti western inspired film. And, and for the rest of the spaghetti western influences are a little bit more subtle. So they're mm-hmm. not as glaring, but that one was super on the nose, and it was so similar to a song from another movie that did it way better. That I was like, "Yeah, you really kind of like shot yourself in the foot That's there." That's so a little bit. true. You just summed it up perfectly. But how good is that scene in, in Kill Bill? <laughs> yeah, we're talking Kill Bill too. We can talk about that all day. It's amazing. Yeah. But also, I want to see. I've been wanting to see La Lorna. I'm sorry. I wanted to see La Lorna. La Lorna. What did you just say? La Lorena, like the arena. No, that horror movie, La Lor- La. Lorna. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that horror movie where what? she lures children to their deaths. I thought you said the Lorna. I no, I said Lorena, which oh. is Mexican for or Mexican, Jesus Christ, which is Spanish for <laughs> fuck me. Not Spanish either. God damn it. Which is Italian for the arena. <laughs> So we're just having lots of miscommunication. You can't talk. And you can't think. (laughs) You can't listen. No, I can't listen. No. Yeah, I don't know what LaLorna is or where you... LaLorna. LaLorna. I swear, it's the horror movie. I don't think it is. I mean, look, I'm sure there's a movie called something similar to LaLorna that you're thinking of. Yeah, and it's like, I wanted to see it because apparently in like a kid's movie in theaters, that trailer accidentally played and like traumatized a bunch of kids. La Lorna, see? 2020. Kate, 
I want you to read that it's a little slower. La Lorona. There you go. La Lorona, not La Lorna. <laughs> Fuck. Seems, yeah, um, it's pronounced nuclear. Oh my god. But I want to see La Lorona. Oh my god, I can't even la say Lorona. it twice. I said it once. I don't like the poster. It la, looks very la. generic. Like, this looks Lorona. like a straight to shutter movie. Well, it was in theaters and it traumatized children. Great. Yeah. I mean, fucking children traumatized by all kinds of stuff. I mean, if you're in that movie with your kids, wouldn't you just cover their eyes? Like, what movie? Realize... What are you talking about? There's a, it was in the news, in the newspapers. First of all, you've never watched the news or read a newspaper. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was a news story about in a movie theater. These, um, okay. these kids were going to see a kid's movie. I don't what know... movie? You said if you were going to see that movie and you were be... Like, what, were you, what are you talking about? So, no, shush, I'm explaining. Badly. So, a bunch of kids with okay. their parents went to a kid's movie in theaters. When the trailer started, the trailer reel had been accidentally switched with another trailer reel. Okay. And La Lo- Yeah, because there's Lorona reels in movie theaters still. La Llorona. Okay, so yeah, they played the wrong trailer before a kid's movie, and it yeah. was the trailer for La Llorona. Yes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but you say it in such a complicated, like, what? convoluted fashion that it's impossible to follow. I, I feel like someone's going to put corn in their hair at the end of the story. I feel like I said it fine. Great. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to attempt to say about a girl walks home alone no, at night? I think we should just quit. I I should look up and see what other yeah. So that was the other weird thing. I like it's not weird, but it was like okay, this movie was pitched to me as like this Iranian vampire western. I was like, oh, that's cool, and I looked it up, and I okay. So yes, Anna Lily Amirpour, she is in fact Iranian American. But when I just like first saw it, I'm like, wait, what? This American woman born in England. And oh. the movie was shot in Southern California. I don't... Look, I'm an idiot. I don't know what... Again, it's a fictional fake ghost town city that supposedly is in Iran called Bad City. But I was like, this just looks a lot like Southern California. And in fact, no, it looks like Southern California, but through the lens of Pittsburgh in Eraserhead. Now who doesn't make Is it sense? Pittsburgh? No, like, there was a lot of shots in that movie that were very clearly like, hey, we're going to try and do David Lynch here. Like, the eraser head, like, the, all the factory shots and stuff. Like, all the background shots. I guess shots. I don't remember Eraserhead very well. I liked it. Well, good thing you have a podcast of the movies, then. I want to just double-check that it was F- Pittsburgh and not Philadelphia that they shot that movie in. Because I'm going to sound like an idiot. We did this movie before we had our first porn, so that was a long well, Watch it again. Ago. Okay, well, anyway, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it was in Pittsburgh, but I get, oh, why are we in the, what? Dailies? Oh, Joey, what's happening here? Philadelphia, sorry, yes, it was in Philadelphia. So, Joey's but the, right. there was a lot of shots important. in this, my point being that there's a lot of, like, landscape shots in this, and some of the soundscape and sound design in the movie that was very clearly aping Eraserhead specifically. Okay. It was a long way to go to make that very interesting point. <laughs> I see. Anyway, I um, liked this movie uh, with certain qualifications, but yeah, I think I'd give it three and a half on Letterboxd, so I'd watch it again, even, and uh, would probably watch... She has another film well, we, uh, like, called The Bad Batch, and she's got another couple coming, apparently. Well, we have, like, the DVD of this, or Blu-ray <laughs> right. of it. That was pretty funny. And I'm like, oh, we should watch the special features, and I don't even care enough to watch the special features. I, on the other hand, probably will watch the special features, and I think that while I am a grumpy person who got all these complaints... Uh, I do think if I were to watch it again, I probably will like it more. It seems like the kind of movie that I would like more the more I watched it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like movies like that, too. There's a few that I've 
had that experience with. I've had movies that I saw the first time that I hated and ended up coming around to think were masterpieces. Yeah, I, I love that. The first time I saw Clockwork Orange, I hated it. Did you? Yeah. I always loved that one. But I found it interesting enough to watch again, and now I've seen it like a dozen That's times. That's one where I, th- I think the, uh, the movie is better than the book. For sure. Well, the ending is better, for sure. Uh-huh. Because the ending of the book is not very good. No. It's like, this is a phase. Yeah. What's another movie that's better than the book? I can think of two. Um, another movie that's better than the book? Jurassic yeah. Park? Okay, I can think of three. There's, yeah, you're not wrong. There's more. What, did you, what else do you think? No Country for Old Men, which is also a very good book, but the movie I actually like better. And um, Fight Club, which I don't like the movie very much, but I really don't like the book. The movie is way better than the book. Way that's better. True, especially true. the ending. That's true, too. But yeah. I also don't like that movie, so... Yeah. I'm sure there's others. Yeah, there's a bunch. Big Trouble in Little China? Mm. It's based on an Ernest Hemingway novel. Mm. That would be way funnier if you hadn't just, like, stopped listening and just nodded. Because, <laughs> obviously, Big Trouble in Little China is not based on an Ernest Hemingway novel. Oh, you're right. I was not listening. Yeah, I know. I could tell. <laughs> That's why I kept going. Well, thank you for picking a movie. You're welcome. Now it's my turn to pick a movie. Ugh. We're gonna. What do you mean? Ugh! I picked good. Joey, I pick, you showed me the trailer to this, and the trailer traumatized me. So, <laughs> we are watching a Chilean stop-motion animated horror film directed by Cristobal Leon and Joaquin Cochina, and co-written with Alejandro Moffat, entitled La Casa Lobo or The Wolf House. For those of you not uh, Spanishly inclined, Span El Spaniero. Yeah, it came out in 2018. Uh, it is a stop-motion animated nightmare called The Wolf House, and I'm very much looking forward to watching it. The trailer is like the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's I've never cool. seen animation like this before. So disturbing. I'm actually really excited to watch it. I have it. seen, like, I wouldn't say I've seen something just like this, but it, it called to mind some of the films I've seen from, like, Jan Svankmeyer and um, The Brothers Quay and other mm. stop-motion. Listen to the fucking water running on our podcast, because our son flushed the goddamn toilet. We want him to flush the toilet. Well, I know we want him to flush the toilet, but he should be asleep and not ruining our podcast. If it's not dogs drinking, or... You probably can hear the fan on my Raspberry Pi going. It's fucked. This whole podcast is a disaster. (laughs) No one's going to want to sponsor us now. This whole thing is is bad. This is a bad episode, everybody. Alright, wrap it up. Yeah, okay, sorry, I'll wrap it up. Until... (laughs) Don't tell me to wrap it up. So dismissive. Until next time, I am the creature, and my name is Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicola. And I would very much like for you all to stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. And that is all. And that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, we said that right. Yeah, I, I, I put some stank on it. Big smell.